When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All-State, two-year starter, and rush in for the Big Red and NFL vet. He's Dudeness or uh, Duder or, uh, you know, El Duderino if you're not into the whole brevity thing. It's Blackshirt Jay Moore with Hale Varsity Radio. Back into it, it's Hale Varsity. The Blackshirt Hour commences. Jay Moore with us, Blackshirt Husker NFLer. Find him on Twitter at jmoore 44 and uh, you see him on Big Red Wrap-Up during the Husker football season. Jay Bird, I think you just got whistled for a foul. Uh, how are you doing? Are you able to cope with a little hoops drama last night? Man, just, you know, g- going into it, you knew it was going to be a tough task. Obviously, playing on the, they struggled playing on the road, but then uh, a really good basketball team in Illinois. Um, you know, things got off to, you know, up a half, up, you know, well, good start. You know, mm-hmm. things kind of get away from me a little bit there in the second half. Some rebounding issues that we've seen all year kind of rear its ugly head, but they battled, man. They fought and they battled. You you know, they get that late bucket to mass there, a nice little post up, uh, bank shot in there, and boom, then another ticky-tack foul called on um, Wilcher. And a lot of – it's what's funny is, as we were chatting just before, you know, it's it, it seems like – you know, Nebraska had everything done to them. Nothing would get called. But then as soon as Illinois, anything, little, you know, I mean, they, re- they reviewed a, a flop. I mean, essentially when uh, it was towards the end of the game and, you know, the uh, Alec, you know, reaches out his arm in a box out, clearly just is across the chest. And the guy just flops. They don't even call a foul. They check it for a flagrant one. It's like, what are we doing here? I mean, uh Casey absolutely gets taken down to the ground on an over the back that should have been called. That wasn't called. I mean, you could argue that, you know, um, mass and the, you know, getting stripped, you know, he took off his right arm getting stripped there. So, I mean, there's a lot of, there was a lot of calls. And I think, um, you know, Underwood getting that tech early in the, in the game um, kind of might, might've set the tone for how that game was called, but you got to love the fight. Uh you can't ever count them out, you know, being down you know, as much as they were to Wisconsin and being down 10 late in this game too. And, and they can find a way to battle back going 11, one, 11 to one run. And everyone's, I mean, Casey had a nice bounce back after struggling against Wisconsin, you know, CJ Wiltshire, who kind of was the guy to go to in the Wisconsin game, you know, wasn't, didn't have his best stuff, but it just, you know, the nice thing is guys are stepping up when they need to step up and they played well enough to win um, last night. And she probably should have got the win, but uh, you know, it, you still are looking for that one road win. I I, I did see that you know, even though with a with a overtime loss, you know, whatever I can't remember if it was the the net rankings or whatever it is. I saw they did you know they bumped up you know a, a few spots as well. So um, some good can come out of that. I think they're going to get some wins. They're going to have to get some wins because uh, really no one left in the schedule is ranked, uh, and. It's kind of on the bottom half of, of the Big Ten, so they have to continue to play hard, play solid, 
because you can't have a lapse now at this time, you know, in, in, Mar in February, um, these last, what, seven games they have left uh, to, to finish this thing out strong and, and hopefully secure yourself, you know, an at-large bid in, in, the, in March and, and at least get a night or two off in the Big Ten tournament too. You know, we've been in those early play-in play games and you just, you just you have no chance. So, uh, love the fight. Um, Got to gotta continue to play hard and, and, you know, get yourself – you'd like to think six more wins would be would be the ideal number to shoot for uh, to finish out February and March. Jay Moore's with us at Tail Varsity Radio. Blackshirt Hours, some thoughts on hoops. You saw Nebraska play confident and as confident as they play at PBA. You saw them play that confident – on the road against number 14, a projected three seed. Let's see if they, uh, they, they play angry and composed Wednesday against Northwestern. Jay, we'll get to Super Bowl thoughts as it is Chiefs and uh, Niners in, in a moment. But guy that, that we, we covered, and, and I know Elijah watched growing up, uh, hangs it up after 10 years in the NFL. Want to spend a minute here on Rex Burkhead. And, uh, you know, Rex, a nice uh, thank you tribute on social media. Four years with Cincy, uh, four years with uh, Coach Belichick in New England. Still remember that AFC overtime touchdown he got on a counter uh, for New England's last Super Bowl berth. Uh, you go back a few years, uh, they did that in Arrowhead on the road. It's like four degrees. And then two years with uh, his home state Texans. Then he hangs it up. What, what's Rex uh, to you as as a as a fellow former Husker? Yeah, just like uh, I've met Rex maybe once or twice. You know, he was, you know, my last year was 2006. I think Rex got there in 2010 ish mm -hmm. around that time. Um, but just a hard worker. You know, if if you had if you had daughters, uh, a guy that you'd want to marry your daughter, that's you know just that good of dude, um, and you know his his efforts and involvement with the Team Jack Foundation will always stand out. And what's that's kind of what he's been able to help out and taking that to, um, but obviously a, a fantastic football player. You know, just the came in from Big Twelve in the Big Ten. Uh, and I just think of you know that that first year in the big big 10 you know getting that win at home against ohio state and, and rex having a huge night uh but obviously just parlaying that into a great nfl career because listen he he wasn't uh he wasn't a surefire first round you know guy uh and honestly just the the stereotypes right a, a white running back does not usually work well for a guy in the nfl but he makes it he makes it work and uh did a heck of a job um playing you know and just sticking with it had started off early with cincinnati uh as a special teams role and then you know eventually continues to play the special teams role but gets with the patriots and then you know finishes out his career with with uh with the texans and uh 10 years man i don't care what uh <laughs> what position or whatever you you get to double digit years in the nfl um that is that is impressive that is very very impressive everything that he did and um he, he definitely deserves it and um i know he's going to enjoy retirement and and get to see his kids and and play sports and do all those things that you know he probably missed out on during the fall but just a hell of a career um a hell of a husker and 
yeah, happy, happy for him that, he, you know, and the best thing is he was able to go out on his terms. I was not able to go out my own terms. You know, I was um, a lot of guys that play in this in a professional sport. Uh, sometimes you have to retire even though you don't want to because you're just you don't have any more options. Right. And uh, you, either you're not good enough or you're hurt or whatever it is. Uh, he was healthy and uh, he was able to kind of finish on his own terms. And um, that is that is a that's a great accomplishment for for Rex and, you know, how he's able to finish his career. Jay, I think the, the best Huskers all have their own nickname. You got Johnny the Jet, the Sandman, Touchdown Tommy, Sexy Rexy, I think, uh, <laughs> firmly belongs on there on the, the nickname hierarchy. What are your thoughts? What Husker moment is going to stand out in your memory as being the, the defining Rex Burkhead moment? You have the, the Team Jack moment, amazing. The, yeah. the comeback against Ohio State, Rex Burkhead scoring that touchdown. Well, what moment to you stands out as being the definitive Rex Burkhead moment at Nebraska? Gosh dang. I honestly, I, I had mentioned, I, I think that Ohio State game, you know, and uh, we got, you know, Nebraska got to a slow start. I gosh, who was, who was the quarterback of Ohio State that got hurt? At number five. Braxton Miller. There you go, Brecht. He got, you know, rolled up his ankle. You think of Levante David gets forced to the fumble, then Rex gets those two touchdowns late in the second half, you know, gets a little swing pass, makes one guy miss, runs straight in, you know, with, from a Taylor Martinez pass. So I think that that instance I, I remember oh gosh it might have been oh shoot been in the last year in the big 12 the year previous you know him throwing a halfback pass i think to brendan kinney against colorado mm-hmm. you know to finish out to close out that you know the big 12 era so a lot of a lot of great memories obviously just a hell of a football player and uh but i think that ohio state comeback and him just solidifying everything with those those late uh those late second half touchdowns will will be what always pops in my head uh, the quickest when someone said, mentions, you know, number 22, Rex Burkhead from Nebraska. Another one that flies under the radar is uh, Iowa State 2010 overtime. Rex Burkhead mm-hmm. scores the, the game-winning touchdown in overtime. That's another one that stands out. Probably not at the top for me, but I'll always remember that one as well. That game, you got one? Well, that game was so dicey. Yeah. <laughs> Where Hag's got to pick off a two-pointer in the end zone. I mean, if you remember, Nebraska didn't have Taylor Martinez that game, and Rex Burkhead really had to step up and, and put that thing away. I just This is kind of an underrated Rex moment, but... You know, we're talking screw jobs to, to start the, the segment here, Jay, with officiating. And, and I go back to the old uh, Remember the Titans officiating crew that, that found their way onto the field at A&M uh, mm-hmm. when Nebraska lost that game 9-6 to in 2010. And it was a 9-6 to game. And then you had also, you had 15 penalties, Bo's losing it, Bo's trying to pierce uh, Taylor Martinez's, uh, you know, uh, shoulder pad chest plate at you know on the sideline and all the while you know there's old rex running wildcat <laughs> like third and 70 and they they run rex out of the shotgun out of the rex cat and he picks up he rips off a 35 yard run to get him out of the end zone and they end up kicking a tying field goal he had only had a great game but he had some plays in his home state, it was between Nebraska and A and M, and in a defensive just slog fest that ended up nine to six and kind of a you know a hose job. Uh, mm-hmm. Rex was was super big because you were a mess at quarterback. You're not moving the ball at all. Your passing game's 
you know, slim to none and slim left town, and your defense is balling out. So that A&M game, I mean, the, the, the goal line play where, oh, Rex is running it, and, and he just kind of got a couple of great blocks, creased it, and, and willed his way into a big first down that allowed Nebraska to tie the game. I'll always remember that game, uh, you know, and just figure out how or, or wonder how, you know, Bo and Carl didn't end up in jail afterward because they were so <laughs> irate. I mean, they had they had murder in their eyes. <laughs> yeah, that was that was. Uh, I forget about that game, and I forget that Rex. They, I mean, they had to lean on him so hard. Yeah, I remember. I remember yeah, there was. Yeah, the Taylor Martinez drama, then obviously the poor officiating, uh, that whole Ben Cotton issue. Yeah, Ben's you getting, a, ben Ben's getting turn your head and yeah, turn your head and cough. Bottom of yeah. a we, we're, we're, we're talking assault with the, the Nebraska game last night. That one, that was jail time right there on the field in <laughs> Texas A and M game. <laughs> Four minutes with Jay Moore. It's Hale Varsity. We're powered by Cornhead Lager. The Black Shirt Hour continues. We've got some comments in from. Tiger Shark Diver and uh, says Charlie McBride eats nails for breakfast and bolts for lunch. Steve checks in. Charlie McBride's so tough he never catches cold. So loved uh, hearing from Coach McBride. Love hearing from Jay. And uh, we'll uh, get some Super Bowl thoughts as we continue on a Monday. It's Hale Varsity powered by Cornhead Lager. And now. And now. Back to Hale Varsity Radio. Jay Moore with his Blackshirt Husker NFLer. Find him on Twitter at jmoore44. And uh, you see him on Big Red Wrap-Up during the Husker football season. Jay, let's go to the Super Bowl. You've got the quarterback discrepancies where uh, Brock Purdy has all the weapons around him and he's, and he's handled it well. He made a lot of plays in that NFC title game. And then you got Mahomes, who is uh, – he's got him and Kelsey – Right and Pacheco and, and and some new names, but it's not the the juggernaut offense of the Chiefs. It's been their defense. So you got the quarterback matchup, and then you got the Chiefs defense versus that Niners offense. How excited are you about Sunday, and what do you think shakes out? Yeah, it's gonna be a hell of a game. I mean, doesn't get much better at Super Bowl in Vegas, first time there, and um, but it's gonna be a fantastic matchup. I just think the interesting thing is how well. I don't, I don't know if it's gone underneath the radar, but everyone obviously wants to focus on Mahomes and Kelsey. But the way the Chiefs' defense has played all year long, holding no one scored over 30 points on them this year. I mean, that never happens. And in past years where they couldn't stop anyone, you just hope that their, you know, you know their their offense could score 35 points, and uh, it just completely changed. Uh, you know, the Steve Spagnuolo defense. I know we've talked in depth about him on here before, but um, his ability to, to get the right guys, and then you, you're able to have great players, Chris Jones and, um, the, oh gosh, the, the rookie out of Purdue. You know, he's, he's had a hell of a year. Um, but just a way to kind of mess that all together. And it's really just been, you know, that stretch where they, they had, you know, they lost a few in a row. You know, the wide receivers were an issue. Uh, Kelsey was, was banged up. Uh, Pacheco was banged up. But now that they kind of get everyone healthy, they kind of got it figured out. And it's not the, I would say high flying, but, you know, the it's just more traditional. You just see them in more, you know, you don't see as many 
jet sweeps, fly motions, you know, it's like, you know what, we're just going to line up on the football here and in, uh, you know, multiple tight end packages and uh, we're just going to run the ball at you and we're going to play action off of it and we're going to try to control the clock a little more because our defense is damn good. And it's just been vastly different from from all the years in the past. And um, I think, you know, in that stretch where they struggle, they're just trying to trying to figure it out still. And like, you know what, let's not overcomplicate it here. Our defense is too darn good not to, to utilize and, and lean on. So let's lean on them for once. Uh, and I think they they made that decision. It's in it's it suited them very well in the playoffs because the way they play to be able to go and, and get those road wins back to back. I mean, you have to control the clock, uh, own the time of possession, you know, play defense. You know, their special teams is are always really really good. Um, but it's gonna be a fantastic matchup. If if San Francisco kind of figure out their defensive issues, they've gone off to slow starts defensively, and just in the first half in general, team wise, because I just don't think. If they, you know, if 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 it's fourteen nothing going into the second quarter, I don't know if they can come back from it because Kansas City's defense is that good. You cannot get off to a slow start. Um, I think that's kind of why you saw the Ravens panic just a couple weeks ago because the Chiefs come out and boom seven nothing. They're like, this has happened to our defense all year. And you just kind of panic and and be, do try to do something you haven't done all year. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I I just don't think the 49ers can afford to get off to that slow start. If they do. Uh, it's going to be back to back for the Chiefs. Um, as much as I would <laughs> don't want to see that happen, uh, I'd love to see San Francisco battle and and, and get one finally, um, and kind of a you know a rematch of the Super Bowl just a few years ago. So overall, it's going to be a really really good game. Um, just kind of feels like, like I said, if the, if the 49ers can get off to a good start and don't put themselves behind the eight ball, I think we got a, a fantastic football game. Jay, I, as I look back to this season, I was one that doubted the, the Chiefs a lot. But now that I see it in the postseason, they've been the best team in, in the postseason, I, I think, by a, a large margin. And it's because they have, as you laid out, a better running game, a better defense. The things that allow a team to really find consistent success in the postseason, the, the Chiefs remodeled themselves, made themselves better. And it, it wasn't perfect in the regular season, but they hit their stride in the postseason. But despite all of that, the 49ers, according to Vegas, still a two-point favorite. Do you think that that line is being affected by the Chiefs' regular season struggles? Do you think that line is fair? What's your take on Vegas saying it's the 49ers who are favored, not the Chiefs? Yeah, I'm surprised by that. I guess I haven't looked um, as of late. Uh, I would, I would take the, I'd take the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs are playing, like we just said, you said the Chiefs are playing the best football. Mm-hmm. I mean, you just go on the road in Buffalo and in Baltimore, and you win very convincingly. They're, they're playing the best. Uh, I think... Overall, if you want to probably compare teams on paper, yeah, I think San Francisco is is probably the better team, has the more talent, has a better record, you know. But yeah, more recency bias, I got to lean towards the Chiefs. Uh, I just think San Francisco got lucky, you know. Like I said, the late starts against the against the Packers and then against the Lions, they were they're fortunate to come out of there with wins. They found ways to win. Uh, there's something to that as well. The hard part is too, because all the talent that they have defensively in San Francisco, for them to play the way they've done the last in the NFC title game and in the divisional round, um, very surprising. They got to get it cleaned up. They got to get it figured out. Because, like I said, I mean, <laughs> you cannot have that. And the thing is too is their ability to stop the run has been very, very poor. Green Bay ran the ball on them early. Uh, Detroit land ran the ball on them early. And the the Chiefs' commitment to run the football with Pacheco. Um, tell you what you can't allow it to happen because 
it's that you just they they won't stand a chance. So um, yes, surprised, but uh, if I'm a betting man, my money's going on the Chiefs. Jay Moore with his black shirt, Husker NFL, or at Jay Moore 44, co-host Big Red Wrap-Up. Bird, enjoy the Super Bowl. We'll get caught up next week. Thanks for a few. Yep, sounds good, guys. See ya.